0: All right, there we go. and We are live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pastrami Nation. We are the meetup pop culture. My name is Nolan Smith. Joining me today, of course, we have fellow co-founder of Pastrami Nation, Jason Smith.
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.
0: And we have a very special guest today. We have the man behind Creative Beast Studios and the Beast of the Mesozoic line, Mr. David Silva. Thank you. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And be- before we jump into this, let me just go let, uh, let everybody know what we're giving away today because we're always giving away things on Pastrami Nation. So first off, of course, um, as always, you can win a Pastrami Nation combo courtesy of Apollo Burger out in Victorville, California. Uh, massive pastrami sandwich made with grilled cheese as buns. It has chili in there. It has jalapeno sauce. It's, it's amazing. So if you haven't tried it yet, and you're a local, at least Southern California local, you, you definitely want to win this. Try but we also have something. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's massive. Uh, Jason and I and Christian went over there uh, the other week in boy, Yeah, that thing is a monster, but it's so good. Um, in honor of our special guest, though, we do have a giveaway linked right into the Beast of the Mesozoic line. So, Jason, want to let him know what we're giving away.
1: Yeah, we're going to give away this uh, really awesome uh, glow-in-the-dark beast of the Mesozoic Zuniceratops, which is like a, a homage to the old, old-school glow-in-the-dark dinos that we had when we were kids, and uh, just awesome that they do it in this colorway, you know? So one lucky uh, viewer will get that.
0: Right, and all you have to do is leave a comment, that's, right. that's all. Yeah, yeah and... Um... You get to enjoy this, enjoy that awesome Zuni Ceratops or the awesome Pastrami Nation sandwich. So just join the conversation. If you have questions for David as we're going, drop them in the chat. We'll make sure we bring them up. Uh, But let's go ahead and jump into the discussion. So, David, you currently have a Kickstarter going right now. Can you let everybody know about that Kickstarter?
2: Yeah, right now is uh, the Beast of the Mesozoic. Tyrannosaurus series Kickstarter. Uh, we still have uh, eight days left and uh, the last day will be next Friday. We're currently, uh, I'm not sure the exact total, but it's it's over 400,000 at this point. And we still have, I believe, five more figures that we could unlock. And uh, f- uh, the, the total number of fig- figures could reach 22. So,
0: So that's what we're going for. Wow. And let me go ahead and I'm going to share the Kickstarter page right now. All right. So here we are on Kickstarter. Um, You have Beast of the Mesozoic. This is the series. This is what it's at right now. It has been destroying the goals. And let me Mm -hmm. just go through here and feel free to add commentary uh, as I'm going, uh, David. uh yeah just
2: you know those are the 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 tyrannosaurus tyrannosaurus rex figures right there the 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 juvenile and the adult um yeah the 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 main campaign is for the tyrannosaurus rex and then all the stretch goals are uh, the the relatives of the tyrannosaurs like different types of tyrannosaurs and uh, I guess we have postcards, we have a calendar. Uh, if you know, if there are people that don't want to commit to an action figure, we, we do have uh, ways to get the artwork. Uh, there's signed prints as well. And so we how have, could you not want that right the there? Roles. I mean, uh,
1: take my money, please.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's the Walking with Dinosaurs homage.
1: It's just gorgeous.
2: That was a, a fan vote.
1: Thanks. this, is the, one, the, oh, the this, this is, is the one this is the one look at that thing
0: right and these things are super impressive uh jason you've you've you own some from from every one of the lineup he's done uh tell yeah. us about what you think about them
1: oh yeah the articulation is just like uh david you pretty much set the bar for dinosaur figures from here on out i think you know like uh just from articulation to uh paint and likeness it's just like it blows it out the park like every like starting with the the raptors and then once you took the ceratopsians it's just that took it to a whole new level i mean i can't wait for series three of those to come out which that xenoceratops you did is just gorgeous like i love that paint scheme that is my favorite one by far can't wait for that one to be in my collection but uh, oh, thank you. If, you, if you're you a dinosaur fan in general Great. and you're looking for top quality uh, articulated dinosaurs with the most realistic paint jobs I've ever seen, then uh, look no further. I mean, David here has nailed it.
0: And you can see the stretch goals right there. Look at that. these, And each one, as you see, as we're passing them, these are unlocked. Like...
1: Look at they that! They have been you. mowing through this.
0: Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are locked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and yeah,
2: some of these I'm still working on finishing the prototypes for them. Obviously, they're not, they're not all finished yet, but uh, they're all sculpted. I have all the parts here. Just some of them need to be painted. Some, some of the smaller ones I'm still finishing up. But, but yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all happening.
1: Now, this David, is the next uh, one right there. Okay, I, I, that I saw that you... I saw that you were going to offer, uh, unpainted gray versions of the, uh, the big T-Rex and the 135 Mm -hmm. scale. Uh, now are those going to come fully assembled Mm -hmm. or will it be like the Build-A-Raptor, uh, kit? Yeah, those will be
2: action figures. Uh, the the thing about the Builder Raptors is they had a lot of interchangeable pieces because they shared so many parts with one another. So you had like all the all the heads fit the same body, and you know you could have different types of uh, toe claws and things like that, and and wing pieces. But with the T-Rex, there's not anything sharing parts with the T-Rex, so it's gonna have just one figure, and that's it.
1: Not bad. I already know I need two of those unpainted ones. I I, I have to make the T Rexes from Primal Rage. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Sauron oh, yeah. and Diablo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm finally and, gonna yeah. have good quality yeah. figures of them. I just gotta paint them myself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of cool things that you could do with that. I mean, a lot of people have suggested Beast Wars Megatron. Uh, yeah. Ooh. That that would be a cool thing to see too. Uh, I. I personally would have interest in seeing a, a, a Tyrannosaurus from a Masters of the, of, of the Universe. Uh, yes, that's the one that the Skeletor SM rode. Cool. Oh, that yeah, yeah, awesome. that would be a fun one. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to just have the Dino Riders version out there. You know, cause as far as like 80s nostalgia goes, so, so that's a pretty cool thing.
1: Yes, that one. And you gave us a Dino Riders homage with the Centrosaurus uh, from the Ceratopsians. Mm-hmm. And that was just gorgeous. The Monoclonius. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Yeah. 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 That was a lot of fun. And I and I got to work with Ezra Tucker on that, who did uh, a very famous Dino Riders piece for the original box art. So that's
1: that, that's, a that's pretty, awesome uh,
2: thing. Yeah, that, that's a pretty cool thing that I got to do. I'm a I'm a huge Dino Riders fan. I mean, I have a bunch of the old figures and that, to me, that's what got me really interested in dinosaurs when I was a kid. Uh, I know that a lot of the people that follow my line, their their big hook was Jurassic Park. But by the time Jurassic Park came out, I, I feel like I was kind of into other things by that point. So I I was into it, but it wasn't like a big influence. I was, I was already into dinosaurs by
1: that time.
0: So well, I was like about a, to ask that question too. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is awesome. Well, I've now, seen some I do your, want to ask
0: your, you. Your, oh, go, go ahead, Jason.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I was—I was seeing some of your earlier works, and I—I own some of them now. That I think because the Cebik from uh, the Spawn, the Egyptian line, the big crocodile oh, yeah, king yeah, the, guy. The crocodile. That king, thing is yeah, badass.
2: Yeah, yeah. That I, that that was a lot of fun to work on. I I, I still have one of those figures, and that. That was back when we would do two upsized sculpts where that the actual sculpts were two to three times bigger than the actual you know, production figures. Oh, so that nice. that was a really, yeah, that was a really beefy sculpt. So that, that was a lot of fun to work on. That might've been the time that I really got into sculpting uh, uh, reptile scales, if I remember, because that was early on when I started sculpting for McFarland.
1: I'd say you've mastered that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still still trying. I you know I'm always trying to find ways to improve that, but I I do enjoy it. I know it looks tedious to some people, but to me it's it's kind of
0: my thing. So you know I I try to find time for it. Very nice. And you've done some uh you've done some work for NECA as well, right? Because I've seen your mm-hmm. name on some NECA packaging as well. Um, what kind of what yeah. pieces have you done with NECA? Yeah. Um, I,
2: I tried to work on a lot of the creature type stuff for them. So the main pieces that I've worked on for NECA are the predators, uh, Pacific Rim, specifically the Kaiju and, um, the Godzilla figures that they were doing. So that those were the main things I I worked on a lot of other stuff too, but those were the main things that I worked on. Very
0: cool. I got quite a few of those in my collection as well. So that's awesome man um so what made you want to um get into creating toys creating action figures what what, what was the driving force behind it um it it, it was sort of a process <clears throat> you know
2: when i was a kid like like a lot of my generation we had pretty much the best 80s toy experience you know i mean there was so much original content back then there were so many original toy lines and uh, you know, looking back at it, you know, I, I feel like that was such a huge, uh, motivating factor for me wanting to do what I'm doing now. Uh, I, I got to a point in the nineties where I was really into comic books and decided that I wanted to be a comic book artist. And, um, I just started gearing everything towards being a comic book artist. I, I went to art school, uh, and studied sequential art and, uh, also illustration. So I double majored. And um, for, for whatever reason, that experience led me to uh, realize I, I really just want to create uh, concepts and, and, and characters and things like that, not necessarily uh, tell stories with pictures. So um, that, that path kind of led me towards toy design. Uh, I, I ended up uh, putting together a portfolio for McFarland Toys when I was in college, and uh, they they uh, contacted me a few weeks after I graduated about uh, a design job, a freelance design job, and um, it just kind of took off from there. And uh, I was I was always really into Transformers. That's kind of my favorite thing. And um, uh, luckily enough, the first design job I had for McFarland Toys was transforming robots that never got shown and they never came out. Nothing ever happened, but, um, I was super excited. I mean, I was just out of school and my first gig is with my favorite toy company designing transforming robots. So it, it definitely felt like I was moving in the right direction, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then not long, not long after that, I got to start designing dragons for them and, you know, it just kind of kept going from there. So, and eventually I, I ended up moving to New Jersey and I worked in house and became a sculptor for them. And that was my main job after a while.
1: Sounds like a good deal.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I've been pretty fortunate and, and working there was was really good experience because I, I was you know like I said, I was straight out of school didn't really know anything about the industry. They don't teach you that stuff at the school that I went to. I mean, there was nothing for action figures and toys and things like that. It was it was geared towards other things. So it was really an education working there. There were experienced sculptors there already that I got to learn from. Uh, I got to learn how to sculpt in Castellene, which was the preferred uh, sculpting material at the time. And um, just basically had a crash course in, you know, sculpting action figures and uh you know if if i wasn't able to you know pull my weight i would have had you know i would have been asked to leave for sure so you know it was it was a good incentive to uh to up my game for sure when i was there so i i definitely appreciate the experience
0: that's awesome that's very cool I didn't know you sculpted the like some of the McFarland dragons. That's really cool. I remember having those. I had the one with the big feather wings. Um and that mm. that thing's amazing. They still have it. It's it's up in my closet right now. It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, um, I still love reading that's yeah. cool.
1: What was it prehistoric times? I'd see your name in there all the time. The Styracosaurus model. Oh, yeah. The one that's running through the water. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorite yeah, things yeah. ever. Yeah, thanks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was that was quite a while ago. I was probably like 2010 I think 2009 2010 that, that that's around the time that I started creative be studio and I was doing the model kits
1: that 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 just the pose on that is just so natural and flowing it's like wow you know mhm like yeah. you really nailed it
2: yeah yeah i'm i'm really into dynamic posing like that's why i like action figures is because you can put them in dynamic poses and you know just it's just a lot of fun just to just to be able to move them around like that and you know like just kind of tell a story with one image one shot and uh you know it's uh i i would i would have always preferred to make my own action figures but uh obviously that's not an easy thing to get into uh if you're doing it independently so it, it took a while to get to that point um i never even expected to when i started creative v studio i thought it was just going to be model kits Uh, that was that was what I was able to do to get my work out to people Uh, you know I I would go to various model kit shows and promote my work however I could and try to build an audience with whatever I I had to work with and uh, luckily you know staying in the toy industry and working at NACA I was able to get to a place where I could run my own Kickstarter and see if there was enough interest for uh, action figures uh, for what I was doing, and,
0: and luckily there is.
1: Absolutely. Yes, there is.
0: And I see some questions in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and throw them at you. Um, so, has 3D printing made your life easier?
2: Um, in in some ways, I, I guess it depends on uh, the the type of sculptors I'm working with. I'm working with two digital sculptors. At, at the moment, uh, Jake Bartzi and Raul Ramos. And, uh, you know, digital printing is essential for that type of work, for sure. Um, you know, traditional and digital both have their advantages and disadvantages. And, um, you know, I'm always trying to uh, just make it about the product and whatever serves the product best. Uh, so, you know, in, in some ways it, it makes it easier. In some ways it, it can, you know, Add extra steps. It just depends on you know the perspective that you're taking with it. But I'm, I'm happy that it exists, and and I think in a lot of ways it allows me to uh, find more talent because there's so many people doing digital sculpting now. So uh,
0: that that's been helpful in that way. Great. And then I have a question that uh, from Noble that says, other than Transformers, what else would be your dream project or license to work on?
2: I am currently working on my dream project. I see that's awesome. uh, (laughs) Yes. I, I, I no longer want to work on any licenses. I, I've, you know, I spent the first part of my career working on licensed product and a lot of it I really was into. I, I really love predator. I really love Pacific Rim, Star Wars. Uh, You know, a lot of the stuff that I worked on, I was super into and just really grateful for the opportunity. The, the dragons that I got to work on at McFarlane, that was, you know, that was a great experience. Um, but at this point, I feel like I've gained enough experience and enough resources through those processes that I need to take it to my own ideas and my my own, uh, you know, products. And that that's where I'm at right now. Like, you know, I just, I wouldn't be happy at this point working on something that's already been designed basically. I want to be able to design
0: it and create it. Oh, that's great, man. Um, Let's see, we got a few more questions that popped in. Have you ever created a piece you didn't like, but it still got approved?
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure that happened quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wasn't super happy with the Pachyrhinosaurus that I did for Jurassic Park, that comes to mind. that I know a lot of people like that, but it's not how I wanted it to look. Um, You know, there was a lot of art directing involved there and it wasn't really my call. So um, I did the best I could with it, but me doing my own Pachyrhinosaurus in the last, you know, Ceratopsian series was really personal for me to be, you know, it's sort of like correcting something that uh, I feel like didn't go right the first time. So. So, so that was, that was a very personal project. Um, you know, I'm very happy with the one that I did this past, uh, this past series. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's probably other ones, but the thing about projects like that is they're easy to forget. So, you know, you just kind of move on if you're not happy with it, I
0: think. Right. Um, all right. Going down the list, what is your favorite figure?
2: My favorite figure that I've worked on or favorite figure that I own? Let's go with own. Favorite figure that I own? Uh, see, I guess you'd have to... I guess nostalgia would play a part at that point. I'd probably have to go with the original Optimus Prime. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of... It's kind of cliche, but that... That was one of those figures that, you know, when you're a kid, you can't find it for forever, and eventually your, your dad finds it, and you're like, oh boy, I finally got it. You know, it's like that. And that, and then the one that I have is, is an original version from the '80s. It's not one of the reissues, so, it's. Um, oh, how cool! <laughs> it, uh, yeah, and it's it's one of the first things I ever bought off of eBay. Actually, it's probably from like '99 or something like that. So, uh, way back. So yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it yeah, way back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the one with the styrofoam uh, tray in there.
2: Well, no, I, I I don't have it in package, but it, it, it's complete. Oh, nice. It, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was one of the first things I bought off eBay. I was just a poor college student and you know saving up my money and you know bought a thing off of eBay from somebody in Australia and you know I'm just so excited it's like oh man. And the weird thing was when I got it. It was the first time I had seen it since I was a kid and I couldn't believe how small it was. And, and I was thinking, I don't remember being this small before, but you don't realize like everything seems big to you when you're, when you're a kid and you know, you get it, you know, 15 years later. And it's like, Hey, wait a minute. This used to be bigger,
0: <laughs> but now I was
2: smaller. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I have a lot of figures that I really love that I have in my collection. I, 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 I um, I try to be very picky about what I keep in my collection because I don't have like a storage unit for, you know, stuff that I can't put out in, in my display. So if I don't have room for something, I have to purge things and just, you know, move on. So whatever I have out is stuff that I'm really into.
1: So what is your favorite dino figure?
2: Uh, Like of, of what I've done so far? Yes. Huh. That's a tough one. I guess the Pachyrhinosaurus is up there, um, but I don't feel like I have a real favorite. I really like the original Velociraptor quite a bit too. I mean, that was pretty important one for me. Um, but you know, that's like asking somebody who their favorite child is. Right. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of a tough question.
1: <laughs> exactly. But I,
2: if I had if I have to answer, I would say either the Pachyrhinosaurus or the Velociraptor after
1: one of those two, very nice. Now, any chance, David, of uh, seeing like maybe Pachyrhinosaurus done in like the Triceratops colorway, like in the future? You know, would you?
2: Um, you mean like based on the Triceratops like your... that I already
1: have? Oh. Yeah, the Triceratops you did.
2: Like, um, you know,
1: switch the color no. patterns.
2: Oh uh, no! I I'd, I'd probably just come up with a different color pattern at that point. You know, just something original. Um, I I like to treat this as a as a world that could exist. Um, you know, so if if I do different color patterns, I try to think about it in terms of, you know, that color still can exist with a color that I've already put out for that figure before. You know, maybe it's a, a female version, or maybe it's a uh, it's a version of that species that maybe lived in a, a slightly different environment, a uh, different location. Uh, you know, I, I try to make it a world, basically. Very nice. And um, yeah, so, 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 like, if you see a color pattern on one dinosaur, you're not likely to see me share it with a different species, I don't think.
1: Keep it unique to that specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, What, what would, what's the future hold for beast of the Mesozoic after Tyrannosaurus? Um, have you given that any thoughts or? Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah. I given a lot of thought. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like at this point I need to start, uh, diversifying the the line a bit more. I don't really see there being a way to keep going with the 20 plus figures per series concept. Um, you know, as far as families go. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to do that with additional families like hadrosaurs or stegosaurs or, you know, sauropods, or whatever. I mean, there's, there's always tons of species to choose from, but uh, there's a certain, uh, you know, viability long-term for, for the brand that I, I need to start thinking about diversifying more because these, you know, these family projects that I've been doing, they take a long time to develop and um they also take a lot of funding so you know that being said it might be smarter to start thinking about uh like smaller series like maybe if i did four to five hadrosaurs or four to five stegosaurs, something like that instead of 20 you know that would probably you know fill out the line a bit better then i could i could do more things like i'm very interested in doing certain dinosaurs uh Allosaurus is one that I really want to do Uh, the Kentrosaurus. Yes um, uh, Delatphosaurus. I mean, there's quite a few Acrocanthosaurus is another one that I would like to do I mean, there's there's just a bunch I could go on and on But the thing is they don't usually fall within the same family So how am I going to get to all of them if I keep doing, you know, 20 figures per family? It's gonna take forever. So right, true. So, so so at at this point, I, you know, I feel like we've kind of reached a peak with the the Tyrannosaur line, and um, now it's time to sort of take a step in a different direction. And um, Cyberzoic is sort of a way to allow me to do that. And a lot of people, when I first announced it, were afraid that it was replacing Beast of the Mesozoic, but it's not. It's simply going to be a way for me to share uh, the the, the the dinosaurs between the two two uh, toy lines, that way I can justify the cost without having to do like 20 versions of you know a, f- a family species or whatever. Um, right. So so you know like like for 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 Tyrannosaurus series, just you know as an example, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put out Dryptosaurus. I'm gonna put out Utahrannis, T-Rex. But I can also put those out in different color schemes for cyberzoic and then also design armor for them and uh, characters to ride in the armor and things like that. So you, know, you have two separate toy lines with two different looks and um, you know you use the same dinosaurs for both. And the, the way that I see it is Beast of the Mesozoic is a precursor, a prequel. Basically, to the world of Cyberzoic, because Cyberzoic is bringing dinosaurs back from a past that existed with beasts of Mesozoic. So they're bringing them back. They look a little different, but only in color. And um, uh, so the worlds are still connected, but one's fiction and one is,
0: you know, only sort of fiction. <laughs> so
1: that's brilliant. that's brilliant. I can't yeah. wait for that.
0: So, yeah, when will we be able to hear more about the Cyberzoic? Because that sounds really cool. And I see the comments. People are like, yeah, he had me at armor. When will we be able to find out more about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a lot to
2: say about it, and I have a lot to show for it. Um, there's We're in very early stages right now of designing the characters and the armor and things like that. I, I don't want to talk about it or show too much at this stage because I want to keep the focus on the Tyrannosaur series right now um right but after tyrannosaurus series uh i think you'll start seeing me show more about it and talk more about it and uh i I mean i'm really excited to get to it but i I do have all these prototypes to finish for the tyrannosaurus series first and and uh you know it's understandable i can't can't get too distracted just yet but but once those are squared away yeah i'm gonna dive right in there's you know there's going to be dinosaurs and dragons and armored uh, dinosaurs and you know it's there's a sci-fi element to it and th- these aren't sci-fi dragons either they're not like your, I, I mean they're not fantasy dragons they're 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 basically uh natural history dragons is the best way i can describe it uh, uh you know i i want to do something a little different with the concept. I want them to feel like real animals when I do them. And like um, basically design them in a way that makes you question whether or not that's a real animal.
1: That's but I still awesome. looks like a dragon. So
2: that's, like your models. That's
1: the,
2: that, that's the approach to that. Yeah, well, actually, the two dragons that I, I sculpted for my model kits are part of CyberZoic. Uh, the, the Arctic Dragon... Yes. Is one of the the main dragons, and it'll probably be the first dragon figure that I put out. And uh, the the other dragon, the dragon versus raptors dragon, is also part of it as well. Which I, at this time, call the lizard dragon. I don't know if that's going to be the 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 final name for it, but uh, it, you know, at this stage, it's just the lizard dragon. But but those are two examples, and uh, now they're both very rooted in natural history and what we know of evolution and things like that. So, yeah, that's the direction that I want to go in.
1: Now would that Arctic dragon uh, come with the Narwhal that came with the model of the Arctic? that was just awesome. Like that touch was just like, wow, I could see this thing pulling the the Narwhal off an iceberg. (laughs) No, I, I
2: think for, for cost purposes, I probably won't include the Narwhal, but you know, there's, there's a chance I might I do an Narwhal figure separately at some point. You know, what I mean, sky's Ooh. the limit. So <laughs> very nice. So you, you, you never know. I mean, I'm I'm interested in all of it. I I could, I, I could just have a big dartboard full of animals and just th- throw darts at it and say, hey, I'll do that one. You know, so be, be because it's such a an open market for this sort of thing, and nobody's really exploring this for action figures. You know it you know it almost it almost leaves this big empty area where i could just kind of pick anything and put it out there at this point um obviously i want to stick to some of the things that people really want to see first uh you know i always want to include uh more popular things but one of the things that has really helped with the beast of the metazoic line is the inclusion of the uh the unknowns the the, the species that people don't really pay attention to or didn't know about and then they discover it through my 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 toy line that oh cool that's a cool one I didn't know about that one you know that's a really neat one and it gets their attention because it's colored a certain way but then they learn more about the animal because you know I got their attention and you know there's like for the ceratopsines I mean how many of those ceratopsines had you heard of before I put them out there I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of them that I did that I didn't even know about until I started working on it. And, uh, same with the raptors, same with the tyrannosaurs. Um, you know, it's just like, there's all these really interesting animals that, uh, you know, we can learn about outside of what we already have in pop culture. And I, I think that that's, that's a really cool balance to strike between what's known and what's unknown. And I'm going to continue to do that with Cyberzoic as well.
1: Wow. I just got goosebumps talking about all the Cyberzoic.
0: Right, that's. We definitely look forward to that. I see uh, people are loving the Narwhal as soon as it was mentioned. I see the comments about Narwhals. Oh yeah. Um, and then I do have a question from YouTube. Somebody put, mm-hmm. uh, "Do you have regrets about not choosing or making a figure in the Mesozoic line?"
2: Um, do I have regrets about not making a figure for the Mesozoic? Yeah. The is there somebody you could?
0: Yeah. Is there somebody you didn't make a, a species or whatnot you haven't made that you had the regret that you wish you did? Oh. Oh no,
2: no. I mean, I can, I can just make that's so that. That's the beauty of working on my own stuff. I can just make whatever I want to. I, I can announce something tomorrow and say, "Hey, I'm I'm doing a you know, I don't know the platycus." You know, and
0: and all Yikes. of a sudden,
2: my brain shifts into the mode of making a diplodocus. You know, and, and there's nobody that can tell me not to. So <laughs> I'm gonna hold uh, you to that. Not that I'm planning <laughs> to do that. I'm not actually planning <laughs> to do that yet. But I'm saying that if if that's what I wanted to do, I would just okay, yeah, let's do that. I mean, that's kind of how the dragon thing happened. I, I was looking at my Arctic dragon one day, and like this would make a cool action figure, and Why not? No one's going to tell me no. Right. That's got to be such a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be possible without something like Kickstarter. And, you know, social media is very useful as well for growing an audience. I mean, there's a lot of tools that are available now that weren't available 10 or 15 years ago. And, um, like, this would have been impossible 10 years ago. When I started uh, Creative Beast Studio, you know, I was... It was very much tied to the the, the jobs that I was doing, and um, and and I was fine with that. It's not it wasn't a problem. It's just if I did if I did get that itch to make my own toy line ten years ago, it would have been very very difficult to find a way to do that. But now we have Kickstarter, and you know we have all the social media, and um, you know it just it makes it much more accessible to creative people to get their work out there in whatever form or shape that may take. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good feeling knowing that I got into this at a time when it was possible to do <laughs> so. So it, it lined up pretty well.
1: We're very happy you did, too. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And um... I do want to be respectful of your time. I just want to remind everybody, head over to com. You'll see there's an article up about Creative Beast Studio and their Beast of the Mesozoic lineup as well as the Kickstarter link in there. You can go there or you can also go to Creative-Beast.com and right now there are action figures already up there from the Triceratops series um, and you mm-hmm. can catch different news and photos right there. So Make sure you go check them out. Um, but someone's going to be able to check it out right now because we're actually going to give away the glow-in-the-dark piece of the Mesozoic figure. So let's go ahead and do it. I got everybody down. So first off, we're doing the dinosaur. Ready? We're doing the Zuni Ceratops from Creative Beast Studio glow-in-the-dark. You ready, everybody? Here we go. Bringing out the wheel. So let's see. I got everybody on there. Boom. Everybody's there. And there we go. Blanco. Anthony Blanco. Anthony Blanco has won the dinosaur. And let's go ahead and give away the Pastrami Nation combo from Apollo Burger. Denton. Denton Heath. Congratulations. He has won. Congratulations. Right. Congratulations to both of you. Make sure you reach out to us so we can get you your prizes. We'll get them shipped and all that fun stuff. Uh David, thank you so much for yes. joining us today. It's been so much fun learning yeah, about the Kickstarter, and we're all excited for the future. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah
2: thanks.
0: Thanks, thanks for a lot, David. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. Yeah, it's been fun. All, all right, right and everybody watching, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We will see you in two weeks. For Pastrami Nation, the meta pop culture. Take care.